Whether fighting for a role, fighting for a raise, fighting against temptation, or fighting for your life, discretion is the better part of valor. Welcome to On My Walk, the reading podcast that helps you capture reading's aha moments and apply them to your life and leadership. Well, my apologies for the long delay between podcasts. Shannon and I sold our home recently, and we have packed and boxed and moved, and we're living the life of nomads for the 50 days between walking out of the front door of the old place for the last time and walking through the front door of the new place for the first time. Things have been a tad chaotic. And added to that, I've been traveling to Kansas City and Toronto and to Chicago. But now I'm back, and things are starting to level out. So last year, last year I read 105 books, and this year I said, I'm going to step it up a notch, and I'm going to read 110. But right now, with all the moving, I'm a little behind. Now I was working on Larry Bossidy and Ram Charan's execution, the discipline of getting things done, finished it last week, and right now I'm reading and almost finished with Alexander Solzhenitsyn's One Day in the Life of Ivan Denisovich. Both great reads. You'll be hearing a few excerpts from them, but today I want to share an important truth from another book. The book is Mission Critical by Mark Graney. If you don't know Graney, he collaborated with Tom Clancy on Clancy's final books and then continued the Jack Ryan character when Tom Clancy died. But he's also known as the creator of the Gray Man series, including Mission Critical, the eighth book in this New York Times best-selling series. And yes, I have read every one of them. I love this category, espionage mysteries. So who is the Gray Man? The Gray Man is Court Gentry. He's an American assassin, with a conscience, of course, so named for his stealth-like ability to blend in, conduct his affairs, and get out alive. In Mission Critical, Court Gentry and his CIA cohorts are working to stop Fyodor Zakharov, the former director of the GRU, which is the Russian military intelligence. Zakharov is bent on infecting thousands in the West with a plague. It's his unsanctioned vengeance for the UK's killing of his wife, who was also a spy. And with every grainy novel, this story is incredibly well spun. It is a page-turner. And one of, gray, one of the gray man's adversaries in this adventure is John Hines. Hines is the bodyguard to Roger Fox, which is one of Zakharov's allies. Hines is a behemoth. He's six foot nine, mountain of a man, a former boxer who takes sadistic delight in taking care of his opponents with his bare hands. Court comes up against Hines three times in this story, and every time comes within an inch of losing his life to the bigger man. And in their second encounter, Court Gentry, who's almost always able to take down an opponent in hand-to-hand -hand competition, is already bruised and battered from his first encounter with Hines. But hey, mass destruction awaits unless he can survive, so he goes back at the big man one more time. Hines loves to toy with his opponents, and you can hear him egg on court with, is that all you've got? So listen to their encounter. Graney is a master at describing clashes, whether it's with fisticuffs or ballistics. But listen closely when the gray man realizes he has indeed met his match.
Court rolled onto his side, then slowly started climbing back to his knees. He moved much slower now than the last time he got up. Hines shouted above him, How about now? Is that all you got? Not quite, Court mumbled, then spit more blood and added softly, But we're getting there. Hines grabbed Court by his shoulders when he stood, yanked him back around, and put him in a headlock from behind. As he did so, he spoke into Court's ear. You're a goer, aren't you? I like your heart, mate. But a job's a job, and it's time to snap your fucking neck. Court's right leg kicked up, back, and then down, trying to strike the inside of the boxer's knee to buckle and break the joint, but he wasn't able to find either of the man's legs. Hines was so tall that he was able to keep Court in a headlock without exposing his body to Court's counterstrikes. Court wrestled halfway out of the headlock when Hines tried to shake him like a rag doll to snap his neck, and then Court kicked his feet out in front of him, walked them up the wall, shoved off with all his might, and drove the boxer back, knocking him to the floor at the edge of the stairs. They both lay flat and still for a moment. Hines was wounded. Court was worse. Slowly, Court rolled to his side. He saw that Hines was moving slower now, too, but the Englishman used the railing to pull himself to his feet and was the first to stand. Amid true pain and fatigue that Court didn't see in his first encounter with the man, Hines stood fully erect and balled his fists. Blood drained from a cut on his left eyebrow as well as the continuing trickle out of his nose. Still, Hines grinned through the blood. That! Is that all you got? Court climbed to his knees, then up to his feet. He crouched, looking like he was going to charge yet again. But through gasps for air, he said, Yup, that's it. And then he turned to his left and began running out of the stairwell and into the lab with a plate glass window just 20 feet away. Did you catch Court Gentry's comment? Yup, that's it. I love it. Never mind that this is fiction, here you have one of the elite operators on the planet who recognizes he's met his match. I remember a friend of mine from years and years and years ago who used to say, discretion is the better part of valor. Now perhaps he knew that that came from Shakespeare's Henry IV, Part One. I didn't at the time. But I think the street's version of Shakespeare's line is this, you don't have to be a hero all the time. I remember the words of the Apostle Paul to Timothy, his protege, regarding Timothy's frequent illness. And Paul says to him, Hey, Timothy, stop drinking only water and use a little wine because of your stomach and your frequent illnesses. In other words, Timothy, you don't have to be a hero. Use some discretion as how you're caring for yourself. In Proverbs 8.1, Solomon writes, Does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice? And the answer is, yes. And as I listened to this line on my walk, wisdom was calling out through the pen of a novelist, using the voice of an assassin to remind me that discretion is the better part of valor. So, whether fighting for a role or fighting for a raise, or fighting against temptation, or fighting for your life, use discretion. Sometimes you have to step back, reassess, get additional help, and then live to fight another day. And that's my thought on my walk with Mark Graney and Mission Critical. My question is, 
What will you do with that thought on your walk through life today? <music>